Welcome to Activate with Pastor Christian Newsom, a podcast of Journey Church International. Well, we're thankful you've tuned into the Activate podcast, a ministry of Journey Church International. My name is Ryan, and I'm one of the pastors on the ministry team at Journey. Uh, we're changing things up a little bit today. I'll be having a conversation with Brandon. He's our campus pastor for Journey Church International, soon to be starting in Kansas. Uh, we're in week three of our series, Broken, Breaking the Cycle of Living Spent. Uh, Brandon, you're on the other side of the mic today. Uh, before we, we talk about the message from Sunday, would you mind giving us a quick update as to how things are going with launch of JCI Kansas? Yeah, thanks, Ryan. And uh, it is always a little bit different being on this side and being one of the ones being interviewed. But uh, yeah, I'd love to share with all the updates for Journey Church International Kansas. It's really getting exciting. I can't believe that just in a little over 45 days, we'll be launching Journey Church International's second campus. And it's even harder to believe that we're just six years old and we're planting another campus that we truly believe that God has called us to plant. Um, um, we, he's called us as a church to multiply, and, and we're really excited about the opportunity. And, and we really believe that there's a whole other group of people in Kansas, especially on that side of the border, that are far from God who need to know about Jesus and have a relationship with Him. So uh, we, are just, uh, we are just around the corner of launching that campus. And we have a team of about 50 adults and, an, and another 25 individuals that have committed to helping us launch the campus. So we've got a great team being built. Uh, we have a location picked out and have started to build great relationships with, with that middle school. We are purchasing the final pieces of equipment that will be loaded onto the trailers this month. And uh, we are planning some really neat events in March in hopes of just serving the community. We want to be a church, not just in the community, but for the community. And we've planned an Easter egg hunt where we're ordering 15,000 Easter eggs. We're going to have inflatables. We're going to have blue from Sporting KC uh, present there. We're going to have Casey Wolf in attendance to take photos and to sign autographs for the kids and some of the adults. I'm sure they will enjoy meeting some of those characters as well. But then on Sunday, March 25th, just a little bit over a month, we will be hosting our first preview service and then launching Sunday, Easter Sunday, April 1st, 2018. So God's been really good throughout this process. Um, I've made some really great friends and I, I'm inspired to work harder and to grind it out even more because of the passion of the people on the launch team who really have a desire to see the mission of Journey Church International become a rea reality in a in a new location. So, um, yeah, we're really excited, and it's really close. It is. It's going to be here before we know it. And, Brandon, I'm excited for you and the team. You've got some great people who are yep. going to help you get that started. Uh, I know it's going to go well. Uh, not just because of the people, right? They're great, but because I believe God's in it, and God wants to reach that area. Uh, there's some great folks there, uh, but there's some people who need Jesus. So uh, I'm, I'm praying for you and your team, and I know it's going to go well. So uh, as we transition to talk about the message, you know, it's uh, the series uh, we're looking at. It's uh, about money and finances uh, through the lens of Scripture. Right. Uh, you, you went all the way back to the Old Testament 
and the Ten Commandments this week. Why Why start there? Well, my desire ultimately was to go back to the beginning, or at least close to the beginning, to help people understand something really important. That's the relationship that God desires to have with each and every one of us. I think far too often we forget that God is actually, He's actually for us. He wants what's best for us, and He knows what's best for us. So unfortunately, far too often the church is uh, oftentimes known for what we are against, not for what we are for. And sometimes that gets misunderstood that God is against us. He's not for us. And like he's this great cosmic judge in the universe who takes great pleasure in telling us when we get it wrong. But that couldn't be further from the truth. Um, God established some rules in Exodus chapter 20. But before he established his rules, his desire was to establish a relationship. And remember, I, I mentioned in Exodus chapter 20, verse 2, what the Lord said. He said, I am the Lord, your God. And this is not an insignificant statement that we can just simply brush over in Scripture. Think about it. The God of this universe, the God who created everything, says, I am your God, I am for you. I want what is best for you. I know what is best for you. And so now that we understand that relationship, I'm going to establish some rules. And these rules aren't meant to are, aren't meant to uh, retain you and to keep you keep you bound. But they're meant to give you life. They're not supposed to restrict you. The rules are meant to help you uh, have a better relationship with me. And the rules are to help you have a better relationship with those people around you, your friends and your family, your wife and your kids. So if you look at the Ten Commandments, the first four rules help us better relate to God. He says, don't worship other gods. Don't make idols or images in the form of God. Don't treat God's name with disrespect. Dedicate a day each week to rest and worship God. Those help us better relate to God. And then the last six rules help us better relate to others. He says, give honor to your parents. By treating them with respect, don't murder, don't commit adultery, don't steal, don't bear false witness against your neighbor, and don't covet your neighbor's stuff. But unfortunately, like any rule that's established, there are consequences when those rules are broken. And, and I mentioned in the message that number 10 is perhaps the most neglected and dangerous because it really has the potential, I believe, to cause uh, us to break some of the other rules. It, it, it deals directly with the heart. For example, when we desire something that doesn't belong to us, um, it may cause us to do crazy things like steal, like commit adultery, like worship other gods. You see how those kind of relate to each other. And unfortunately, when number 10 is ne neglected, when it, when it comes to the resources that God has given us, we'll do crazy stuff as well, like live way above our means. We, we begin to use debt to purchase things we don't really need because we want it so bad. We desire it. And and this is dangerous and has long-term consequences. So to answer your question, Ryan, I started at the beginning because I, I want people to understand that before God established any rules, he established a relationship. And he did so because he wants what is best for us, because he knows what is best for us.
So, Ryan, this week in our um, message, we mentioned principle number four states, an awareness of what you don't have can be poisonous to what you should value the most. Uh, that is to say, when we become aware of what we don't have, oftentimes we begin desire it. It becomes something that we're fixated upon. Uh, have you ever personally experienced this in your own life or or and if so, what what did you learn from that? Sure, and let me let me kind of restate that because it's uh, it's a tongue twister. You said an awareness of what you don't have can be poisonous to what you should value the most. You said this is to say when we become aware of what we don't have, oftentimes we begin to desire it. I th- I think the term that all of us would relate to is trying to keep up with the Joneses. Right, right. We end up we end up seeing things that we know we don't have, and we want them. Um, so yeah, we we've experienced that as a couple. Uh, in your message, you talked about the Target meme uh, you saw. Uh, no one goes to Target because they need something. You go to Target, and Target lets you, uh, tells you what you need. Yeah. Right? You walk in there, and all so of a sudden, true. all these things are saying, "Buy me, buy me, buy me." And what do we do? We 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 went in for twenty dollars, and we come out, and we've spent a hundred. Yep. Right? Everybody's laughing because they've all done it. And so uh, this is the same uh, no matter what store it is. Fill in the blank. You walk in and things just, they they grab you and, and you think at the moment you have to have it. That's why they call it impulse purchases, right? They happen on an impulse. And you mentioned the Super Bowl ad with the Jeep that caught your eye, right? Um, well, well, since I was 10, I wanted a Corvette. <laughs> nice. You wanted an aircraft carrier? Yeah. I wanted a Corvette. So uh, in the 80s, my neighbor across the street, I lived up in the mountains in Colorado, and my neighbor across the street um, had an orange Corvette. We're in Bronco country, so it was an orange Corvette, and I wanted that orange Corvette. Nice. And, uh, so today, every time, I, every time I see one of those... Uh, it stirs in me. Someday I'm going to have one. And they, they're they a lot nicer than that old orange Corvette that I remember. Uh, I haven't bought one, uh, and I don't plan on doing it anytime soon. But but seeing one just makes me aware of coveting, uh, that number, number 10 commandment. It just because I want one. Um, you know, for, uh, fortunately, my parents did a pretty good job of teaching me about saving and debt. But But to answer your question, we've had our challenges along the way. Uh, of buying some furniture or buying a bed um, that we thought we had to have, we 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 own a too expensive bed today because we, <laughs> <laughs> after making payments on it for a year, we now own a too expensive bed that we walked into a store just to look. Yeah. Uh, we laid down on it and it was nice, and we decided we had to have it, and so with some financing options, I kept saying what am I doing? I am buying a too expensive bed. Um, so yeah, the struggle is real. Uh, and we've learned uh, to try to kind of what you said, think through at times, uh, it purchases you think you need. Uh, if you wait, you'll realize you really don't need them. Um, but yeah, the struggle's real. Uh, so, you know, chances are there are people listening to the podcast today and they're, they're feeling broken financially because of some, some huge consumer debt. Uh, This Sunday, you were very transparent in describing where your family uh, was at financially several years ago. Would you would you take a moment and share what you did to turn things around? Sure. I didn't have a whole lot of time to go into a few more details on this story, but I'd love to share with you um, them on the podcast. 
Yeah, Abby and I really haven't shared this story with too many people, just frankly, because we've we've been embarrassed, embarrassed that our finances got to the place that they did. And, and really, really, it was because it was a representation of our stewardship. Remember, we talked about that a couple of weeks ago. Uh, yeah, we had begun racking up a large amount of debt um, in college when we were first married, when we were introduced to the credit card. And hear me, I, I, I'm not saying that credit cards, it's the credit card's fault, it's the credit card's companies. There's a lot of people that use credit cards wisely. They pay it off at the end of the month. So hear me, I'm not saying that that's bad. But for us, we found ourselves in a whole lot of trouble with the use of credit cards. And when we were first married, we discovered that with credit cards, you can live way above your means and appear to look successful from the outside. So we began to accumulate loads of consumer debt and we justified every purchase. We, 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 they may have been once, but we figured out a way to make them a need. And, and we had a couple of fairly significant car payments paying off my college bills. We had just moved into a house in Florida, a modest house, but it was just a little bit beyond our means. And unfortunately in 2008, we reached a place where we could make, we couldn't make our minimum monthly payments anymore on our credit cards. And we received some really bad counsel that told us just to stop paying them. If you can't do it, just stop paying them. And so we stopped paying them, which was a really bad idea. We began to receive emails and then it intensified to phone calls. And then the phone calls increased in intensity as well. We were sent to the collectors. They started calling us multiple times a day. And every time they called, it was very threatening and it was ugly. And not only had they called our family, they actually began to call our employers. It was really bad. We were embarrassed, Ryan, and uh, we had ultimately become a slave to the lenders. And so finally we had enough. And Abby and I had a defining meeting where we just said, enough is enough. We've got to figure this out. So we reached out to a few trusted individuals. We began to pray. And and these individuals that uh, told us to call the credit card companies and talk to the highest person in charge that would allow us to share our story. And so Abby made a few important phone calls. She kept asking for the next person in charge and she would share our story and tell them that we had full intentions to pay off the credit cards, but we needed to renegotiate the terms. And would you believe that one company after another company heard our story and we renegotiated our terms and we were able to get things adjusted to a manageable place to where we can make our payments. And, and we used what is called a debt snowball method that we would later find out is a really good strategy to getting rid of consumer debt. And now 10 years later, this summer, we hope to make our final payment to consumer credit card debt. And so we'll celebrate that. That'll be a significant moment in our house. But it's taken us 10 years, but we believe it's going to be all worth it. Um, we did other things. We sold a bunch of stuff. We did. I did odds and end jobs just to just to help cover some of the debt. But we battled. We grinded it out. And it hasn't been easy, but it's going to be worth it. And we no longer... Listen, we no, we no longer have any fear of any phone calls that come. So it's it's been it's been a great ride. Well, Brandon, I appreciate you sharing your story. Hopefully, there's others listening who've um, been through the same and they're rejoicing with you, or others who, uh, boy, they're on the verge of that and they need some wisdom on how to proceed to know that there's hope that they can get through it. Right, and, and Ryan, basically, the bottom line was this: we had to get over our fear 
of embarrassment. And we had to call somebody and talk to somebody that we trust um, and share our story and just be transparent. And once we finally did that, did we really start to break free from um, the place where we were at? So, Ryan, um, we shared on Sunday that debt is choosing to live in slavery. So we need to get rid of debt as fast as we can. So through the lens of our spiritual priorities of 2018, why is why is getting rid of debt so important? Why have you found that in your life, getting rid of debt so important? Well, you know, what happens when you get into debt? You know, you, you find yourself worrying uh, and you have anxiety. So your your relationship with Jesus can can suffer. Um, right. You're 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 not relying on him like you should because you're you're worried about this debt that's piling up. Uh, stress from debt can play havoc with your physical health. Um, when you're in debt, you you begin to argue with your spouse about spending habits and not having enough money to do the things you want to do. Right. So there's it's now affecting one, two and three there. Um, you know, when you're in debt, you spend less time with your kids and family because you most likely you're you're working late to make more money or you you have a second job that pulls you away from those things. So, again, now you're now you're affecting number four. When you're in debt, you you may end up settling for a job you don't enjoy or have any fulfillment in. I think Pastor Christian talked that week one. Some people hate their job, but they're literally doing it just to pay for a home they can't afford and a car they can't afford. Uh, you know, so you're doing it just because you have bills to pay uh, and, and have an extra time to serve in the community or serve at church in a way that fulfills you. It can be robbed uh, again because you're working extra or you're stressed out or depressed. You just it's not things you want to do because because you're because you're in debt. Um, you know, and who has time or money for hobbies <laughs> when when all that's going on? Who has time to go golfing or 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 get a boat and do the things that you want to do, right? Because you um, you don't have the money or the time to do so. So you see how this vicious cycle happens, and it keeps us from fulfilling these spiritual priorities. So that that's why it's so critical to begin to take steps uh, to living within your means. Right, living within your means and getting out of debt. I had a great conversation with a couple recently, uh, and they uh, they recognize these priorities in their life, and they have been taking some great financial steps, and they were rejoicing that they're now able uh, with one trip. Um, it won't, you know, it won't fulfill everything forever, but in one trip that they've planned for, saved for, uh, got prepared for, they're going to be able to, uh, they were joking, accomplish one, three, four, and seven, you know, on this trip. You know, not for all of 2018, uh, but the relationship with Jesus. They're looking forward to some time to, to have some quiet and pray and just relax. And then uh, they were talking about as a couple the time they'll get together and their kids are so excited that their parents are going to have time just to enjoy and have fun and then they've got some hobbies they're going to do on this trip that again they were just so excited that one three four and seven were going to get to happen um, because they're they're not in debt and they've been saving and they've been able to prepare for this kind of trip of a lifetime so uh, you know it doesn't always happen in a vacation it can it is possible to get to a place where you can just have this nice balance where you have um, not stacked up debt. You're not having to work overtime all the time. You don't have to have a second or a third job. And you're uh, you're able to live a life where you can come home and kiss your wife and 
uh, or kiss your husband and, and, and enjoy your, your kids and enjoy a hobby, spend time in the word and not think I'm rushing, rushing, rushing. I don't have any time to do this. So, um, you know, that's why it's so important to, to, to get out of debt, to not be in slavery and to live within your means so that you can fulfill these, these spiritual priorities in 2018. Well, on behalf of the Activate Podcast crew, we want to thank you for listening today. It it really means a lot to us that you've uh, taken the time to download and listen. Uh, we hope our conversation's been helpful to you. Uh, if there's anything we can do to help you in any way, uh, or if we can answer any more questions, send us an email at activate at takethejourney.cc. Better yet, if you live in Kansas City or Lee Summit area, we're hosting a kind of a one-day, half-day financial workshop on Saturday, March 3rd. Uh, if you'd like to sign up for the workshop or need more information, send us, uh, again, an email. We'll reach out to you. We hope to catch you next time on the Activate Podcast, where we challenge you to build a faith that is active. Thank you for listening to Activate with Pastor Christian Newsom, a podcast of Journey Church International. If you are ever in the Kansas City area, we would love for you to join us for one of our Sunday worship experiences. You can find out more information about JCI on our website at takethejourney.cc. Also, if you have enjoyed this podcast, help us get the word out and show your support by subscribing, rating, and reviewing on iTunes or Google Play. Please share this episode with all your friends on social media. Thanks again for listening, and we will catch you next time on the Activate Podcast.